heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Okay, it is indeed official, a historical day, a historical news to be sure. First time ever in the history of the United States uh, that a speaker has been removed in this fashion. Uh, It's never happened before quite like this. This is a passage of a resolution to remove them as speaker for a whole lot of reasons. Uh, My fellow Americans, welcome in to the voice of a nation. Malcolm at 8 to 8 p.m. Eastern time, weekdays, of course. All right, that vote now, 216 to 210, uh, eight Republicans, uh, which is, it could have been higher from reports, but voted to remove him from the speakership. Okay, I've been watching uh, throughout the day the um, uh, congressional uh, uh, showdown, if you will, on all of this. And it was, it's quite something, people are heated right now, uh, very passionate uh, and you can hear that in their voices. And But there's more to this story that I'd like to talk to you about today, uh, my fellow Americans, uh, with this uh, speakership and why McCarthy is in uh, such a pickle right now. Uh, and right now, there's a lot of ramifications for this. No other business can be done on the floor of the House until the new speaker is is uh, nominated, put up in uh, in that position. Uh, you not everything stops right to a ground in halt just with that gavel when it came down and when it come down, uh, and uh, that was it, over and done. Uh, now he can put his name back in, but you remember the first time, fifteen times you go around, uh, could be the same thing or even worse uh, at this point if he did put himself back in. Uh, it's very very heated. People are very passionate with all of this, but here's the thing. It's an interesting moment a lot for these reasons. A lot of people believe that Kevin McCarthy is part of the uh, the the old establishment, you know, uh, and uh, that nothing is really changing and nothing was changing fast enough, that he didn't honor his promises. He didn't follow through with things that he told uh, the Republicans when he squeaked by, uh, as you know, um, back to get this job to begin with. Uh, Another thing that was brought up a lot, one of the chief instigators here who put the motion out there is uh, Matt Gates, is that, uh, you know, Matt said, well, we need somebody who really doesn't want to be speaker, but realizes the call of their country. And I'm paraphrasing here, but those were his words, more or less. And he said, you know, McCarthy's been grooming himself all his life for this role. And like, okay, like we don't really care what the ambitions is, but we want you to do a specific certain job. Now, some of the complaints uh, were many. Uh, It was a very passionate speech uh, from uh, Bob Good, the Republican uh, out of Virginia, the congressman out of Virginia. And I thought he had a a, quite a uh, he talked about the fact that he talked about having separate appropriations bills. He was supposed to bring 12 of them to the floor. They're supposed to have a balanced budget. All these things were supposed to be initiatives that they would pull up uh, and do to change the trajectory of the House. What's been pointed out a lot through this process is the House is totally out of order. They're not, they're governing not in the way traditionally you would want 
a House of Representatives to govern. Now, all of that doesn't fall on Kevin McCarthy, by the way, uh, to be sure. It, it falls on the history of Republican politics and where the party has been headed, uh, many of them fallen in line to the, the Marxist left, basically, who've really taken control of the narrative, and they do it very, very well. None of this could have happened without the Democrat uh, left. Uh, they sat back and Kareem Jeffrey said, you're on your own. Uh, you know, we passed the, they, of course, they got the budget through the other day. But, you know, that, of course, is a CR that only goes for 45 days. And then all bets are off there. And there's a lot of work to do between now and then to even get to that point. And, of course, with nothing happening in the House, <laughs> you can just see that it's really a crisis mode. Uh, and see how many it, it's going to be must watch because we'll see how many rounds it takes. And we don't even know who the person will be or what names. Now, Matt Gates said he didn't want it. Of course, that could change as well. And there are other names that will be thrown around again. Uh, Biggs has come up a lot. Uh, they came up the first time and this time as well will and others will. And remember, as Speaker of the House, it doesn't have to be somebody from Congress. It could be somebody else. Uh, it, that's really what's strange about this that a lot of people don't understand. It doesn't have to be a congressman. It could be, uh, you know, the local janitor for that matter. If they all agree that's going to be the Speaker of the House, that'll be the Speaker of the House. They've even floated the idea two, three, four times about Donald Trump. <laughs> Can you see that picture about them putting him as Speaker of the House and then just being a couple of steps away from uh uh, the presidency, of course, you know, <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, friends. I could just see that picture right there. Right now, he's a, he's in, 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 uh, uh, embattled in uh, Manhattan in the courts there on the civil trial. Uh, and that's been quite a circus ongoing, by the way. But this is, it's, it's more of a, here's what gets me about this today. More than just the fact that it's history in the making, which is important in our country. But here's my 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 two cents and my opinion on this. I think it's actually a good day for America. And I think it's a good day for uh, these political parties, uh, frankly. Now, that may not sound quite right, but here's the deal. As has been acknowledged many times throughout the day, it has been acknowledged our debt, uh, our 33, now approaching $34 trillion in debt. And this clock moves like uh, it's a speed racer clock. It doesn't stop. And has been pointed out with all of the dysfunctionality and the mishaps and policy failures of the Biden uh, administration, uh, the country is in a train wreck. And so, you know, you have to look and say, okay, when's the right time to make these moves? And, and that was part of the argument, by the way, leading up to this vote on the floor. But I think many people passionately felt that uh, the country wasn't a very dire situation. And But if you're looking to have business as usual, I think people felt Kevin McCarthy could do the job. But if they felt you really needed a new trajectory for the nation, for the House of Representatives specifically, to get back to being a governing body, to be at, back to doing proper budgeting and appropriations bills and know what they're spending and get a control on the spending, then he would not be the man for the job, you see. And that really is the tale of this thing right now. There are those who just were not willing to give any more leeway to McCarthy. Again, it's not all about McCarthy. It sounds like it is, but it's really not. 
It's about the fact that this House of Representatives is not a governing body in the way that the framers uh, designed it to be at all. It's, it, it's, it's doing it by hook or by crook. And, and all these CRs and no budgets. I mean, well, you know, what is it, 47 CRs in the last 10 years, I said, and, uh, uh, you know, four budgets in the last 40 years. But more than that, they've lost their way. They've lost their way. The House of Representatives, which really is, to, to be sure, which has the nation's purse strings and really, you could argue, is the strongest body uh, within all the branches of government, some would argue. Because if they followed uh, really the traditions of what this was supposed to be, the House, the power is extraordinary in the House of Representatives. And I mean, they could cut the funding right off and stop it to go to the executive branch. I mean, they literally have control of the nation's purse strings. But right now, a lot of those dollars are pushed around by the courts and pushed around by the executive branch. And others are spending monies uh, unconstitutionally, but it doesn't matter. They always do things in Washington and ask for forgiveness later. Are you all on to that yet? That's how they do it up there. They know they're breaking the rules and they don't care, man. They do it constantly. It's it, That's the problem right now. It's become a matter of order, a matter of business, you know, but where, where McCarthy met his fate is this whole shutting down the government business he was, he was a uh, matter of fact, and as was pointed out, by the way, to Arthur Dane, this was a hell of a point, I will tell you. It was pointed out uh, through many Republican speakers that they constantly, consistently, and continuously allow the Democrats to vote in with them uh, to get these certain things, but yet the you know the the Democrats never protect them, but they always protect the Democrats. So that was a that was a point that continued to come up throughout the day as well. So, and they just felt you know like the Democrats they didn't step in and help McCarthy at all today. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries put that message out earlier in the day. They said no, we're not going to bail them out. We're going to let them fail. We're going to let the Civil War blow the Republican Party up. Well, they're very good at that. It's what they do well. And of course, the Republicans don't need any help, really, because they do it really well themselves. But with the uh, additional help of the Democrat Party, well, you can see uh, the problem and the crisis we have right now, uh, my fellow Americans. It is quite an interesting moment. Uh, I think where McCarthy went wrong is he kept promising things he couldn't deliver. And or he could have delivered, but he couldn't with doing business in the way that he was in the way they function today. In other words, he would have had to step out and really break a lot of these current ways they run the business, uh, the, the people's business, that is. They, he would have had to change the trajectory of a lot of that. And, you know, in order to do that, you're not going to be an establishment player. You're going to be somebody who uh, is going to go against uh, the grail. It's going to go go against the political winds. The political winds in Washington, D.C., are they're corrupt. And they always blow. That's why we're in this heap of trouble, actually. Which is why I've been speaking to you in past days and weeks about, actually, maybe now's the time we needed the government shutdown to collect our senses and, and gain our composure and begin to understand what the stakes are. But right now, they we are putting ourselves out of business as a country. 
when you look at our the, the fiscal responsibility of Congress and uh, our economics. And of course, keep in mind all the failed policies and everything from the Biden administration. I mean, it's a complete train wreck. It puts us in a dire, dire situation. And that's where we find ourselves. And so I guess I'm not surprised. You know, Kevin McCarthy, decent guy. Yes, okay. Whatever that gets you, it'll get you, you know, a bottle of Coke and down the boulevard. I mean, it doesn't do much. I mean, you, you know, I mean, many people think Donald Trump was an asshole, but he's an effective one at that. He got a lot of policies through. You know, a lot of people would consider him not a nice guy professionally. Of course, people personally think he's a swell guy. You know, he, but he has a, a certain genre he puts out, a, a, a sensibility about him that people think he's lack. Well, so McCarthy, a lot of that came up there. Well, he's a really good guy. He goes to our, you know, bar mitzvahs and our showers and our baby things and whatever. So, well, that's cool, but who really cares, man? We're not letting somebody go to funerals here or family events. Want somebody to, uh, you know, rule with an iron fist and get it done. So, you know, how how do the American people gauge this is going to be a big question. Uh, it's going to be sp- spun in the media. It's already happening. That is the function of the Republican Party and the divide. And that's the word you hear, because anything that goes against the grail, anything that goes against the traditional, uh, really, uh, <laughs> what do you want to call it? The devastation of American politics. And we're at right now. That's the way they look at it. If we're going to change the trajectory of our nation right now, it's going to take some strong arms. It's going to take some patriots. It's going to take some people to stand up for truth. And and they're going to have to go against the system. Unfortunately, Kevin McCarthy is not that kind of a person. He's not going to do it, you know. And nice guy and all, decent, means well. Whatever that's worth, my friends. If that's all it was and it was business as usual or politics as usual, I think he'd be a fine guy for the job. But it's not that. You you need somebody who actually Gates us. And I'm no fan of Matt Gates as well. I mean, he comes across as a bit of a moron himself, frankly. I, I'm not, it's about the personalities. I don't really care about the personalities, frankly. Whether it's Kevin McCarthy who likes bar mitzvahs and family events, or Gates who likes to spit in your face, or or Trump who can be downright rude and obnoxious. I mean, oh, whatever. I don't care about the personalities. Doesn't matter. There's all kinds of personalities in Congress. It's about ruling on the effectiveness of the job and where our country is headed and where we're at as a people. That's what matters. And so I think right now you've got some people who, just like Tuberville did in the Senate with the abortion thing in the Constitution, who put their, you know, right right in the sand, draw a line in the sand, put their fork right in the ground, said, no, we're we're not going to pass this bridge. We're not going to do it. You know, historically, looking at our country, those people were called patriots. Today, they're called dysfunctional, depressive, extremist, radical nutjobs. Isn't that the theme we've been talking about in past days and weeks and months? Isn't that where we find ourselves? Sure. But it takes a lot to go against the way the political winds are blowing. It takes a lot to disrupt the current flow of insanity it takes a lot to go against the grain, say whatever you want about these people. Personality-wise, doesn't matter. I mean, some of them, are they don't come across as warm and fuzzy, but that's not what we're talking about here. 
But that's what some people will talk about. They won't like them because of this. They won't like them because of that. You know, all kinds of things. So historic day, uh, friends. Uh, and um, this has, a, you know, th- this wasn't attempted, by the way, since 1910, as you probably or may have picked up by now. Speaker Joe Cannon, he was a Republican as well, but he prevailed. He prevailed with the help of the minority party. This time there were not minority party. The Democrat Party told uh, McCarthy to go to hell, basically. This is after he used their support to get the president's budget through and the CR and all the spending. You understand? You see how that picture works. Uh, Steve, Steve Latula, let me bring you in here. And this this point I make there about uh, right there, that point that, you know, the Democrat Party, um, he used it very effectively to get the Biden bill done and the CR done and all of that. But yet when he needs them there, they're, they're not anywhere to be found. Kind of ironic, you think, or what? Yeah, ironic, I suppose. Uh, I mean, if you expect these people to be doing their job, um, it's not going to get done as it has traditionally been done in the past, historically. Um, Right now, Malcolm, I mean, I'm getting ever more radical in my thinking in the sense of let's cut through all the baloney and ask ourselves what's happening. And kind of like you, it's like you just came out and said, Uh, Look, I think it's a good day for the country. Well, you know, I I wonder what kind of uh, feelings you are going to inspire in our uh, listeners for that kind of a comment. But I could not agree more because only because, you know, if if you bring it down to the moral issue, you, you just ask a simple question. Was McCarthy doing his job or was he not? Was he just playing the game? And that deadly game is the game that is actually destroying our country. That's what the Dems want to do. I call them the American Communist Party. And the rhinos are right with them. So when you disrupt what the trend of what is happening in America, right. I just have to tell you, I'm all for it. I'm so you don't think, it. you don't think, so back to that question about doing his job, you're not, I mean, it, it depends how you define job, doesn't it, Steve, you know? Well, it does, right. And that's why I say tradition what does the Speaker of the House do? Right. Well, he supports his party for one thing, and uh, they they used to get things done. Uh, even on both sides of the House, they would eventually pull together. There is no such thing any longer. No, 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 there's none of that at all. And that's, I mean, it's clear. It's like a Wild West mentality in the House of Representatives. Uh, it's every man for themselves, and uh, and then they go to their ideology and, uh, you know, whatever, and they make decisions. The one thing about the Democrat Party, you'll have to really, uh, the Marxist, leftist, communist party that we're speaking about here, the one thing you have to compliment them on, in a, and I say this as a tongue-in-cheek, of course, uh, deal, but is that they always have unity. Steve, they always have unity. They do. And you have to credit them for that. I mean, look, at they voted, uh, you know, every one of the Democrats voted unconditionally. Yeah, let's get rid of management says how high to jump. And they say how high they're going to jump. Nancy Pelosi went through that when the squad was stepping out. You remember a couple of years back, two, three, four years ago, she told them to shut up and sit down and stay in line. They listen. They always listen to who is heading up the Communist Party. Exactly right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he asked the question, well, why didn't I mean, I would have thought maybe that the some of the Democrats liked McCarthy because they knew that he would flex, he would give he would, you know, give them all kinds of allowances. Uh, 
and and they liked him in a sense. He was a Democrat team player, and yet they still voted against him. And uh, you have to ask the question: Why did they do that? And I think, in my mind, the reason is pretty obvious. Um, I think that they they're hoping that they can get their man in there. You know, Hakeem Jeffries, uh, if they could get him in. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, You're right. There's been a lot of talk uh, that, uh, well, even a Democrat could get in there. But or, you know, sometimes it can get slippery the way they count the votes or how many are in in, uh, attendance that day, how many not in attendance. And, you know, it's real odd how they do these vote counts and the roll calls and. So, but the, the some of the Republicans, in order for that to happen, Steve, they would have to buckle. They would have to buckle based on some promises given to them from the left. Some moderates or rhinos, it, it is being said, could absolutely buckle. Boy, that's a hard one to, that's a hard stretch to figure out. Do you think that could really happen? Well, you know, I think, yes, absolutely. It could happen. I, I, we're living in a time where the unexpected is happening all the time. The anti-American activities that we have going on in our government, I mean, nothing surprises me anymore. Yeah. No, no, it doesn't surprise me. But I mean, it would that would be, a. I guess, you, I think you might agree, though, that would be a long shot for that to happen, for a, a Democrat to be uh, uh, nominated as a Speaker of the House right now, right? I mean, be a long shot, <laughs> don't you think? I, you know, I, I'm just a little bit hesitant to say that. Yeah, I... Yeah, I think the I think the odds are against it happening. Uh, but when you consider the alternatives, um, let's face it, we got a fight on our hands. I don't think this is going to be any easy task to elect uh, a new speaker of the House. No, you know? no, this is going to I think this could be a elongated process. We don't really know. I mean, we're, we can only guess at this point. We don't even know who, I mean, the, the paper is still hot and the gavel is still hot from hitting the wood. I mean, we don't even know uh, who the next uh, group will be, whose name's going to be put into uh, uh, motion here. But I, I'm sure the Democrats will put uh, King Jeffries up there, I'm sure, and oh, it'll sure. become a circus, you know, I'm, I would have mentioned on that. Um, there was a lot of passion from Matt Gates, uh, and I don't you know, he have a, a strong opinions one way or another on him. A lot of people don't like his, um, his uh, personality. He's become a very, um, uh, almost uh, hostile. Right. Do I you mean, see that? Is that the word? I, I yeah, guess. I think, I mean, he's, it, he's think? become more and more in your face. I mean, he's, he, it's like he's fed up, he's disgusted and he's saying, you know, that's it. Let's just take off the gloves and let's just call it what it now, is. So is that a good thing or a bad thing? Let's let's analyze that a moment. Is that I mean, for I mean, depending on what the stakes are, I mean, it could be either or, but the stakes are pretty heavy here. Is that a good thing in this moment or a bad thing? Yeah, I think I think we're at a, a point now where we have nothing to lose. In fact, I'd go as far as to say that I personally believe we have not only a right but a duty to abolish this government. It is destroying America intentionally. Our founders of this nation said, if this happens, then shut them down. And that's what we need to do. If this is going to be a people's movement, um, how are we going to get that done? You know, how do we, how does our influence shape them? Do you think Gates, do you think that with all this said, as this hurdle comes through here, do you think he, could he potentially end up being a, a a real hero here, a patriot here? Oh, I think he could. I mean, you know, what I'll be curious to see is will he be 
a contender uh, for Speaker of the House, because as you said, you know, we don't necessarily want someone who wants to be Speaker, but one who will get the job done. And uh, for once, uh, at least we haven't seen it for years, do something that is going to be pro-American. Right, right. Uh, Let me touch a minute on these ethics uh, violations. Uh, In 21, uh, the Ethics Committee, uh, which, of course, at that time was controlled by uh, Pelosi and Democrats, um, was um, he was brought up on ethics charges. An investigation was opened up, so on and so forth. And it was in regards, as I recall, Steve, about like sexual misdeeds or misconduct or something. They talked about illicit drug use, uh, other types of sort of misconduct. Uh, you know about this, right? Yes, I do. I yeah. recall. What do, what do you, I mean, now they're talking about bringing that back up again. I, I mean, I wonder if Matt Gates did himself any favors here personally in his own career to shine a light on himself again. Uh, you think that would have some uh, that, that could impact you? Because I'm I'm hearing vibes of that as well. You, well, sure. I mean, the, look at what they're doing to everyone who opposes them as as soon as a new person rises up and exposes them in any way, they become instantly a target of attack and they will bring up any and all dirt. And if there's no dirt on someone, they'll make it up. And and that's a lot of what we're seeing happening with Trump. So why wouldn't they do it with Matt Gaetz? So I commend him for actually sticking his neck out there on the line, putting it really on the guillotine. Uh, But he's doing it for a moral principle, I believe. And I commend him for that. It needs to be done. Yeah, there's something to this because it, it, it was even said, uh, I've seen reports even early, early, well, overnight and early today that said that the GOP, the, the House, that they may very well expel him, Gates himself, if these ethics right. investigations find any credibility, if the, you know, these allegations are credible, they would strike to get him off. In other words, there's going to probably be some payback here, depending on who gets in there. Uh, there could be some real harsh payback for Gates. There could be. I think there could be. Um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm sure Matt Gates was aware of this, thinking about it, right. realizing it. Um, but, you know, anything can happen. As you said, this is the wild, wild west. We are returning to it and there is going to be a fight. And who's on whose side? I don't even know. All I yeah. know yeah is that some of us want to save our country. And that's what we need to implement however we must. Yeah, it is It is a very interesting moment. I'm thinking here, Steve is talking there about uh, this moment here right now. I find it uh, truly uh, remarkable that a historic move that has never happened in the history of our country has just taken place. But I mean, think about this in the light of the fact that there are maybe some people who are potentially saying we're not going to keep doing politics as usual. We're going to step off of this thing and we're going to change the trajectory of the way we're headed. It was brought up routinely throughout the day, throughout the hearings today and the the, the talk there on the floor about this, uh, our debt and the crisis mode that our country is in. It was in the fact that people are starting to recognize and to get very uncomfortable with it, with what's taking place. Uh, so, you know, there has to be uh, maybe that's something we need to think at and about and maybe take some uh, faith with and relish the moment that there are some people for good or for bad in the moment, but that are willing to go against the normal political winds that blow in D.C. 
and that they're willing to take a stand for something. I mean, you have to start somewhere, right? I mean, you have to start somewhere. This is the House of Representatives, as I say, and they're, they're, it's a powerful organization, uh, a powerful branch of our government, but yet they've lost their way totally. And, and that body has been taken over uh, from the left, uh, for sure. Pelosi has ran it right into the ground, but it was even before Pelosi. And John John Bonehead, uh, Boehner, sorry, uh, Bonehead was another one in that same capacity. Uh, they have, you know, big establishment player, big rhino, Paul Ryan, all of these cats come from their same fabric. You understand? That's where McCarthy got. We said this about McCarthy before he ever got close to the gavel. We talked about this. Wasn't my pick for speaker. However, if he could have done the job and done it well and had a conservative agenda to bring back America, then I was listening. I'll give him my vote if that's the case. But you know, I I, I don't I didn't see that in the way he governed as is the uh, you know is the is the minority leader. I didn't see that. But maybe you know you you have to hope. In other words, you're willing to give somebody enough rope to either hang themselves or to succeed. And right now, he played the safe way by taking the Democrats in to prevent the government the stop the government business. Um, stop you know. Closing, it really isn't closing the government. It's only 15% of the government uh, that ceases to really operate in that way. Uh, most of it stays very much functioning. But it is blown up as a catastrophe is what happens. And and there are there is a little bit of pain with that that I don't accept or acknowledge, like the payment to our uh, military. Uh, things that, that, that is something that should not be part of that. I think the ones who shouldn't get paid is Congress. If you're going to have this sort of a thing in a in a shut down the government moment, there should be Congress that not get paid, not our government or air traffic controllers or any of that nonsense. Come on. But you see, the problem is the same reason that people are fighting with. They write the rules. It's the same thing that I want term limits for. These fools write the rules. That's another thing they wanted on the floor that I heard that McCarthy had promised was a, a bill to get term limits in there. Some of the Republican a congressman wanted that to be voted on to put in that. Now, not to say all of these things, these like uh, doing the appropriations bills right, a balanced budget. It's not like any of that's going to be, you're going to pass it all with victory because you have other people that have to weigh in. And, uh, you know, uh, we understand that. You still have a, a, a Democratic Senate and all of that. But, but the point is you have to start somewhere. You have to take a stand uh, for freedom. And you have to take a stand to save our country. And that's, I think, what this group of uh, radical extremist patriots uh, should be charged with, uh, frankly, is uh, that there. So, wow, what a what a day. I mean, my, my head is spinning from the day. I have to, I'm sure yours must be too out there, but I think I think there is some good to look out of this day. And that may be, as I often say to you, we step back as a people, as Americans, before we move forward and take the emotions out of things. Just like when I said about uh, the shutdown of the government business, just I'm not saying we drive our government into the ground or any of that business. You know, I'm not anti any of that. Uh, I, I am anti big government and all that it has become the 900 pound behemoth that it is. I'm surely anti that. I'm sure you are too. There's nobody that 
the only one that gets out of that is the communists and the globalists that are pulling us into a new world order. But you, you, you have to agree with me there. I mean, that's all we got at that point, people. So we have to get back to some, you know, some different, a different kind of order, not the regular order of what they've done to the country. And that's, I, I think, the real, I think that's the real message here. Uh, and I think McCarthy promised a lot of things here. The bottom line is McCarthy did this to himself, bottom line. He, he promised a lot of things he didn't deliver on. That's a fact. It's not an opinion. It's a fact. If you can't speak up and deliver on what you say, then shut up. That's the deal. But he didn't shut up. He told those people he would do this, 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 and this. And they they were they were pretty loud about that today, about the fact you didn't follow through and do what you said you were going to do to get the spe speakership, to get their votes, to become into that role, to become Speaker of the House. So, in which case, the, and then he agreed he wanted the job so badly, he agreed for a one seat, one person, one vote. Hell, what was that all about? We've never done that. That's insanity. No logical, smart speaker would allow that to happen. A person who was going to be speaker, it's a suicide mission. Normally, you'd have a group of like 20 or something. If 20 came together and said, you know, this is really a bad deal, well, then you go ahead and you put a vote to 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 vacate on the floor. That I fully understand that. That's That's good. But one one vote, one person who might just have a tick with you, the, like a Matt Gates who doesn't like him, you know, they say it could be personal, could be this or that, but you know what I'm saying. And then that's it. Then his job is at risk. That's what happened here. Anyway, so that's that's kind of, you know, he 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 created that hole is all I'm saying. He agreed to that vote. He agreed to all, he uh, put all these other things out. He agreed to accomplish, which he did not do. And it makes him no better than a lot of the others who speak and don't follow through, really and truly. And I know a lot of Republicans are saying, well, but he, he did this, he did that, he did the other. Well, he also sold out to the Democrat Party and took their votes to continue Joe Biden's uh, corrupt government. I mean, isn't that another way to look at it? I'm just I'm just putting that out there. Isn't that another way to look at it? I mean, any ways to slice that avocado, friends? But I think you 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 can pull some conclusions from what I share with you there. All right, let's uh, recatch re our breath here a moment here uh, on this crazy wild roller coaster of a day. Uh, yeah, wow, AmericaOutloud.news. Is, uh, is the place we need you to be at and uh, help us uh, do, the, do the heavy lifting that we're doing here in so many ways, you know, so many things today, dealing with all kinds of things here on the network, health care, you know, po po politics. I mean, you, some days like this, your head is just spinning from all of these things. But, you know, this is what happens in the real world when you're trying to make change and uh, you, uh, you have a commitment to that change and a commitment to... Uh, of liberty and justice for all and uh, with your country. So help us share the out loud truth back on at the network, please. And to get that truth out there. Um, listen, uh, you want to get to uh, these uh, opportunities. Now we've got some new products, some new ones coming as well in the next few days from global healing. Um, this is an amazing product line at America out loud dot shop. This is uh, a, just a truly uh, 
I really like this company a lot, a, a real lot. Uh, they have a, we have a series of products we're going to be talking about. We'll be talking about the Looking for Healing radio show and talking about it on uh, the Pulse and other shows uh, that are healthcare related on the network. But uh, you want to check that out, some of the new products that will help you with your long COVID and the COVID vaccine. You'll see some start to see some new ads and new products coming for them in the days ahead. Uh, I'll recommend this, uh, this, this company as a whole in their product line. And uh, with it, you get 15% off that product line using the code out loud. Their number one seller is that oxy powder. A lot of us have trouble with our intestinal system. You need intestinal cleansing. And this is a great product for that. I took it. I mean, it's amazing. It does work. Uh, you, you, it will help clean those intestines. I mean, it, a lot of problems come from that. I know I experienced a lot myself. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, but this product, bar none, will help do the job for you and give you a relief in that way uh, to be able to take on a new day. Because that's where a lot of problems and bacterial problems happen from our intestines, uh, that it just, we don't get the right to cleansing of that. And, uh, Anyways, it can harbor a lot of problems for the rest of your body, to be sure. And I've experienced it firsthand. So check that product out and some other products that you'll be seeing in the next week or two. Global Healing at AmericaOutloud.com. We'll take a quick pause and we'll join you in just a moment on The Voice of a Nation. Listen to Malcolm, The Voice of a Nation on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android or Alexa. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. 
America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back in here. Malcolm at 8, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, my fellow Americans, uh, on iHeartRadio, on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Uh, Monday through Friday, you'll catch the broadcast here. All right, so the vote was 216 to 210. First time that's ever been done where a speaker was removed in in, using this process. Uh, And uh, it is done. It was a resolution uh, to vacate the office. Um, The first, uh, the first uh, uh, one before that, a move was uh, defeated and it it stood. It wasn't, and and this was the... um, uh, this was the one, it was a roll call for a motion to table the, this is a whole process of crazy stuff they do is what it is. This one was a roll call for a motion to table the vacate. So then the, Matt Gates gets the vacate and then somebody puts the roll call t- for a motion to table the vacate. <laughs> and then that failed. And then, uh, and then you go to, uh, you know, then you say, no, no, we want to vacate. And then the point of vacate was the 216 to 210 and the speaker is out of a job. And uh, all bets are off now. All the business stops in the house. They certainly can't spend any money now. Maybe this is the next best thing to a uh, uh, to a uh, shut the government down. Uh, boy, that's a hard way to look at it. Steve, I got to ask you your opinion on that. That's getting a little wild in my thoughts here. But I got to tell you. Uh, all right. So the stop the uh, shut the government down didn't work to stop the spending and the uh, craziness and to recalibrate, I guess, uh, clearer minds. This is a hard way to do it because this stops a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of business doesn't get done with the House of Representatives. I kind of in a weird warped sort of way, probably not a good way, I guess, but it probably does the same thing or, or maybe even more. It does a lot of damage, I think, but kind of a strange way to look at it. What do you say to that? You have a thought? Yeah, I I agree with you. It's going to be a a hard road. Um, We now have a representative, Patrick McHenry, who's going to fill in as the acting speaker. And uh, apparently, I I believe this guy is going to be responsible for heading up the, uh, the selection of a new speaker. Now, I'm wondering even what that's going to bring, because my, you know, it's one thing to say, okay, the house is no no longer functional until we get a new speaker. But um, how long is it going to take to get a new speaker? And yeah, it's going to be a hard road for some people. There's going to be a lot of things shut down, and it's going to create a lot of hardship. And all I'm hoping is that this pain and suffering that we are going to experience even further is going to wake up all the more people. And maybe that's what it takes. And and I'm going to take that positive attitude to say, yeah, this is an atrocity. It should have never happened, but it has happened. So let's use it for good. Yeah, well, you you think it would. But as I was listening to a lot of the Democrat feedback on this, uh, what I said to you earlier in the program is they are so unified. It's the the, the leftist, uh, progressive, uh, Marxist, um, Democrat, Communist Party. They are entirely unified at all costs. And as I was listening to some of the passionate speeches come out from uh, the Republicans uh, about this moment of crisis. And, you know, Steve, it actually brought me to really thinking as I was listening to some of the, even this Bob Good, the Virginia congressman, and there were others who had, it's just, 
stopped me in my tracks to even recalibrate. And of course, my position is very clear to folks, but it but it made me really think, you know, uh, like almost like, okay, well, maybe the Democrats, you, on one hand, you almost think they got to get, they got to be getting some of this as well. And I'm thinking to myself this, Steve, this is how insane this, this is. I'm thinking to myself, they have to be getting some of this passion that I'm getting. They have to be understanding how how uh, frail this moment is in the country, how we can, it's not sustainable, the debt and the spending and where the country's at. I mean, we are 2.2 uh, uh, trillion over budget uh, in this year here, in this last fiscal year. So we are adding to the other debt itself. This thing is exploding. I mean, in other words, they are spending so much over and above and beyond the capabilities of this body to be able to spend that there's really nothing left. I mean, they it's total. I mean, it's, it's beyond totally, yeah, it's totally out of balance. There's nothing we can do to recoup it unless something changes. And and the Dems do not want to change. Why don't they it get they, any of that feeling in that speech? I mean, obviously these people are they're not patriots to be sure. What is it that drives these people, Steve? Are they just so damn corrupt that they just want to see this country burn to ashes? That's right. I mean, I said that earlier, Malcolm. I mean, I'm saying this with all sincerity. Right. The Democrat Party, the Rhinos are a uniparty. They are an evil party that does want to see us crash and burn so that the globalist agenda can proceed. I fully am convinced of that. And that's why I say bring it on, uh, just like McCarthy said, you know, to get Matt Gates, bring it on. And, and he did. And I'm glad that this has happened because what it has done is precipitated a crisis for everyone. And so we all had better reflect, regroup, and hopefully many people will take off the blinders and say, what are we doing to ourselves? Because yes, they want to destroy America. America has been under siege for some time now, and they will do anything and everything in their power to bring the United States of America as a free republic to an end. Because, Period. Steve, nothing is working. That's exactly it, what you say there. Nothing has been working. The trajectory of business as usual is to just keep doing what they're doing, only they do it worse. They double and triple down on the problems and create bigger problems and the border kept coming over up today as well. I mean, it is so, by the way, by the way, it is so bad. How bad is it, you ask? How, not only was it the biggest talking point on the floor, but how bad is this? How bad is the fact that we've lost our sovereignty of our nation? How bad is it that these borders are what they are? How bad is it Bill Clinton came out and told the federal government to get their in order get to figure it out that the border is out of control. Bill Clinton, Steve. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, Malcolm, you see, you have your perspective. Their perspective is, hey, this is going beautifully. Even though the government's shut down right now, the house is dysfunctional, not functioning. Look, the border is still open. The economy is still crumbling. Inflation is rising. Interest rates are rising. The damage continues to be done. This is a time-sensitive game. All they have to do is persevere in allowing the evil to happen that they have pushed into place 
and we're going down. We have to do something offensively to restore America. Yeah, we do. We do. I was just looking up this exact quote that uh, Clinton did here. I was curious what the words, yeah. He said, uh, yeah, that is, there is a limit on how many migrants any society can take without severe disruption and assistance. And our system is based much more on an assumption that things would be more normal. As long as I can remember, we've had an immigration system. We've given green, green cards to people from other countries who've had valuable skills that we needed. And it generally had a lot of support until somebody felt that the econ economic interests were threatened. Uh, and uh, we are a nation of immigrants, but we also are a nation of laws. It is wrong and ultimately self-defeating for a nation of immigrants to permit the kind of abuse of our immigration laws we have seen in recent years, and we must do more to stop it. <laughs> that's uh, impressive. Given the yeah. the uh, author of that uh, note, that's very impressive. So maybe, you know, maybe this will precipitate the crisis that we need to change more hearts so that we can change our government. We have to turn the course around. Yeah, it's a, it's a course of events that uh, is in dire need of, of help. And uh, that's why we need this moment. It's why you and I, Steve, uh, frankly, um, and, and others here on this platform, in a um, interesting sort of way, started celebrating uh, what Tuberville was doing in the Senate. It, it was the same sort of story. It, it, is that right? Right. Yes, it was the it's exactly the attitude we need to take back America. Yeah, if, if, Steve, if we're going to do this, you and I talk all the time on and off, Mike. If, and here's, I think, the point of the fact of the and I think you might agree that if we are successful and we're going to be if we, the people, are going to be able to take any of this back without I mean, without a physical war, without a revolutionary war combined with some sort of a civil uh, war as well, because we're at odds with each other as well, because they're well implanted. And here the Marxist left progressives are well implanted within the people. If we're going to be successful in doing that without a shot fired, we talked about it would take, take some extreme measures, right? I mean, that's, that's the game plan we said. And that would be the, that would be the gift of this thing is to do it without bloodshed. Isn't this the way to do it, to use our system and what our framers gave us to do this? It is. You know, we I, I believe that we do not have a broken system. The experiment has not failed. Uh, the method of our free republic under a constitution works well if the rules are applied. And as soon as we toss the rules out, then it's a free for all. And that's why we're seeing so much chaos. Right and that's now. the message. That is the message of today's broadcast right there. What, uh, what what Steve Latula puts out there and what uh, we talked about, it's just what I said when we opened up this broadcast, friends. It is not political or business as usual. It's going to take people to take draw a line on the sand, to put their fork in the ground and say, enough. I take a stand here today and I cannot do any more. No matter what, that's what it's going to take. If we're going to be successful at taking control back of this 900-pound behemoth, and we're going to stop the insanity and we want to do it without having bloodshed, then how do we remind people? Steve, I think we're on to something really important here. How do we continue to take this message now to remind people what you just said is so perfectly eloquent? The system is not necessarily broken specifically. If, the, if we are using the system in the case of these things that are happening, 
and good patriots are willing to take a stand and push back, then that's what the framers gave us. That's what the system was all about. That's what it's supposed to do. That's why the measure is in there to remove a somebody that they're not happy with that's not taking that same stand because McCarthy was not willing to take the same stand that Tuberville did or that Matt Gates is doing or some of the others that are rallying around him that are willing to do Biggs, Andy Biggs. He also is in the Matt Gates camp and Biggs is well loved up there. You know that. Uh, oh I yeah. Mean- I've actually, yeah, I've actually spoken to Andy Biggs a couple of times face to face uh, in the past few months. And, and they, he uh, wouldn't have got this without Biggs, by the way. He, Biggs oh, I, I agree. Some, he wouldn't have got it. Wouldn't have got it. I agree. And Biggs, I, I can say Biggs, Andy Biggs is a very sincere man. He loves his country. He's a family man. He is, he, he is well-rounded and grounded in the Constitution. So these are the kind of people we need to uh, raise up a storm and, in, in essence, to create an America First movement. I mean, that's what we are talking about here. We are. We are. And, of course, we heard. Uh, I heard my um, very influential uh, Jim Jordan, Congressman Jordan, uh, his speech on the floor, he uh, supported keeping McCarthy in place, looking at decorum and regular order. Uh, and, of course, there's a lot of ways to look at this. Now, of course, I, I, I uh, really respect and love Jim Jordan for the work he does always with the country. And I do believe he's a patriot. But he was looking at a, he was looking at it in a different way, uh, Steve, than uh, maybe we are looking at it right here. Uh, I don't know. He's I guess he's looking at it to maybe fight another day. They always look at it the way like this. And that's what it was here. Let's get another CR so we can fight another day. And they keep doing that. They've been doing that for 40 freaking years and they keep doing it. How many more days do we have to fight, Steve? Exactly right. Exactly right. And I'll tell you, uh, Jordan has received a lot of flack because he talks a lot. He exposes a lot. He's always calling from some new new investigation, but nothing ever gets done. And I think uh, that's where I I have to sign on with Matt Gates and say, draw the line in the sand, as you said, and say enough's enough. The buck stops here. I'm all for it. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's, I think where we're at here. That is the important, important message. I just want everyone to take from this broadcast. Uh, listen, we, we love our country here. We support Every bit that is pro-America, that is America first, that is a uh, that supports our Christian movement, our I mean this country, and I'm reminded of that with Steve just talking a moment ago. It is a great country, and we do have a framework to work from. We've got to get back to the roots of that framework, and which means we got to get the house back to do regular order. A regular order would be stop these omnibus bills and this emergency CR shit all the time and get back to some budgeting uh, that makes sense. And that's vitally important to have this body be successful. And But they don't do that. They rule by hook or by crook. And it's always an emergency. It's always we need another round of... And that's the challenge you know, I, I really listened carefully to McCarthy before this even stopped the government thing. And I thought to myself, I said, self, well, OK, if they get 45 more days, what will happen? Would they get another CR or would they come to their senses and something else happen? I mean, when do you call this? I don't know. When do you call it? When when does the fat lady really sing? You know, is what I wonder. Right. I mean, they kept doing this. And I, I tried to I listened real closely and I thought, you know. I don't know. Do they give them another 45? You know, 
at this point, I'm kind of like, no, I'm thinking like, no, we're on a regular. I mean, they've already got us. They've already got us an economic demise. They've already got the Federal Reserve has already screwed up our economy. People already can't afford to buy a house or a car. That's already been done. The decimation of America's economy, pulling, stopping the ingenuity of uh, the American exceptionalism. And the Fed's having their hands so far in the cookie job. The borders are gone. And it's it's everybody's coming in. It's a free for all. We've got no system left. It's it's out of control. There's nothing like this on, on earth. No country would allow this. And yet we're doing this. And we call ourselves the greatest thing since sliced bread. And we're doing it. We're we're hurting ourselves. Which come to the point of what we talk about. I mean, the progressive left, leftist, Marxist, communist, Democrat Party is uh, driving us right into the ditch, right into the right, right into the ground, and they are uh, playing to a globalist uh, environment and a larger agenda uh, that is not America first. It's not pro America. It doesn't look out for real people. It's the elites. They're building a system of elites. That's the whole climate change alarmist thing. It's all that garbage that they put out. All their programs are built toward the elites and the rest of us. My fellow Americans, that is the recipe. That is the recipe. That is communism 101. That is exactly the recipe for that. And that's what they got. It's what they're doing. And that's why we're in such a, um, we're, we're, we're in such a hurt right now. Uh, and we're in a spiral effect coming downward. And how many more CRs can you do? How many more tomorrows are there before there are no more left? Those are the questions we need to ask. And how many more before we put this government back in control and the states take control and tell it enough is enough? That's what I'd love to see next, right on top of this. With all this, you have to stop the government thing. Now you've got the dismantle of the Speaker of the House. And the next thing I'd like to see is the uh, uh, 26, 27 states speak up, the Republican states and Put an and exercise Tenth Amendment and say, no, no, we're going to fix that border right now. We're going to stop the federal government. And that's the next thing I'd love to see. If that happened tomorrow, I'd be a happy man come this weekend to see all that happen. You see where I'm at, my fellow Americans. That's where we all need to be at. That is the crisis in the moment of the day. Thank you for joining me here on the mission. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. America.